0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening with Nick Kunzer from Sunland Private Wealth. And yeah, we were just speaking off air, Nick, and I sort of heard a, a note of enthusiasm in your voice. I mean, it seems to me that you're in a very good mood. Is that because the market is in a good mood?
1: Yeah, morning, Lindsay. Yeah, look, back to back to normal. Yesterday was a bit of a, I was a bit grumpy There was a news vacuum. You know, America was shut for Labor Day. It was difficult to – even though we had a positive day, volume was, you know, 40 50% under what we used to this time of year. But uh, back today and back with a nice little bounce. I mean, some solid set of numbers we can touch on in a second coming out of our local market, which is really impressive, um, and ahead of what might be the worst GDP print in Cyrus' history. That's due at 11.30. A lot of geopolitics to digest today. Lots of uh, stuff going with Trump and China. We've got uh, Brenier flying in, uh, the ECB minister flying in to speak to Boris Johnson to finalise, I think this is the eighth meeting of Brexit. So quite a lot of moving parts. But on that backdrop, just a... Some decent numbers out of local SA, which which uh, is quite encouraging, I think.
0: Yes, it is. It just shows the resilience of some companies mm. and their ability to adapt. And obviously, Shoprite is is the one that uh, stands out this morning on the stock exchange news service. Tell us about those numbers. What did your morning meeting glean from these?
1: So the guys were very impressed. Eh? I mean, we've been we've been liking the share for a while, <clears throat> and in wealth, the only house. There's a couple of others that's saying that. You know their the new push in, in in into home delivery it 's called that we spoke about it
0: on the yes. show, that
1: sixty sixty app has been getting a lot of really good press uh, and, and and a lot of good press from my buddies as well who are saying i 've tried this app it 's absolutely brilliant and this has been going on for the last month so they 're really embracing this this new world and and, and you know this, this idea of shopping from home a uh, couple of things to point out i mean they started to realize their wrong was their way. They're cutting a couple of their stores in Kenya on the Africa expansion that didn't work. And I think more importantly than that, I mean, coming out with a 6.4% increase in sales, um, a positive outlook saying they're trading ahead of where they envisaged uh, at this time uh, a few months ago uh, and declaring a dividend of two twenty-seven. So not many in the South African retail or South African space can can say they've got enough cash to play a decent dividend uh, increase revenue uh, and have a positive outlook so three out of three and and reflected straight away in the share price if you say his markets are efficient stocks up 8.68 percent now 126.60. so really good numbers
0: well done to them how much has it contributed to the earnings because it, it seems to me that perhaps it's just a, a sign that they're they're good at what they do and they are adapting but it may not be that meaningful did you crunch the numbers
1: no so that's not in the detail yet we still need to, to go through all of them there is a conference call later uh, this afternoon which we will be dialing in for so we we'll be asking those questions and um, we can discuss them on your show later tonight
0: one of the reasons aspen pharmacare was uh, under so much pressure was because it got a little bit ahead of itself if that's a kind way of putting it it bought too much and therefore took took on too much debt that has been rectified over the last year or so and again with an announcement this morning again this is a this mm. is a good news story i think
1: Yes, it is, and I'm going to repeat what we said a few times on the show. Once again, you know, you've got to hold it to management who are doing what the market asks. They got themselves ahead of themselves exactly like you said. They got far too much debt on their, on their books a few months, uh, a few years ago. Uh, they've realised that, and whether the the bank has sort of held a gun to their heads or not and said they needed to sort of lighten up the too close to their debt covenants. so I, I get it's a feeling of both. But anyway, a long story short, the positive side is they've been doing what they've said they were going to do, uh, selling off non-core assets, cutting that desk pile. And this morning, coming out with the an announcement that that they'd agreed to sell their property and commercialization rights of, of Aspen – uh, for the thrombosis drug yes. to a company called Mylan, which is based out of the States. It's generic thrombosis, but a really monster transaction. I mean, talking about an up- upfront payment of 263 million euros in cash uh, and then another deferred payment of 378. Bottom line is... Bottom line is, it was about 680 million either dollars or euros coming in. I mean, well into the billions. If that's the case, and that payment comes through, which for all intents and purposes will. You know, this is this is worth about my calculations about 22 rand per share, the size of this deal. Wow. Uh, before this, it was 60 rand per share. This cuts their debt pile to down by about 40%, which is a much more palatable amount of debt to manage. And I think it's really good news. And, and then once again, I mean, as you said, these markets like the story, look where the share prices, up 7.7% today, 144. It must be said, Lindsay, this is, though, ahead of their earnings announcement, which
0: is due. Thursday, isn't which it? Which is
1: unusual. for It's tomorrow. So it's, it's tomorrow. unusual that it's after the, it's after the close. So mm. we'll know the numbers on uh, uh, when we well we know what the market thinks when we open on Thursday
0: morning. Yeah, I've got um, Stephen Sard booked for um, for Thursday morning. That's why I thought Thursday. Thursday. Yes, goose. look forward to that. Yeah. He's a good chap. He went through a bad time. He got he got very grumpy. You said you were grumpy yesterday. Stephen Saab with me on in one interview got very, very grumpy when I asked him a couple <laughs> of questions, which is very unusual. And it, it sort of told me that there was something not quite right at the company and he was, mm. he was a little bit irritated either with <coughs> himself or what was going on. But anyway, that doesn't mm. matter. I'm sure he's going to be in a much, much better mood when I speak mm. to him later in the week. Okay, good. let's have a look at these spot prices. The dollar rand is under a little bit of pressure at sixteen eighty. That's a, a third of a percent weaker the, for the rand. That is the British pound against the rand is twenty two oh seven, and the euro rand is nineteen eighty five. With the euro dollar one eighteen fifteen, which is exactly unchanged. Last night in the United States, the market was closed, of course, but the Dow Jones futures this morning are, I think, they're up a couple of hundred, aren't they, Nick?
1: Yeah, really strong. I mean, at one point, uh, one point, we had the S and P's up almost point eight of a percent, which at thirteen. Triple four. Mm. It's pulled back 10 points, but it's still indicating, yeah, a strong start after the Labour Day holiday.
0: Very good. In the Far East, we've got Tokyo up 0.8%, Shanghai up three quarters, uh, Hangsang is flat, and the all share in Sydney is up a percent. <clears throat> the gold price is 1931. My screen says down 22, but I think that's, uh, that's inefficient. I think it's reflecting yesterday. What is the gold price? Correct.
1: It is. Mm. <clears throat> it's actually up almost $3. Mm. Uh, but put that in perspective, when I wrote my morning note this morning, down five dollars. Mm. So in the last few hours, it's really got a bit ahead of uh, some quite big geopolitical events today.
0: Yeah, talking about geopolitics as I get another screen up, Mr. Trump was in a terrible mood yesterday. He was, he was really bombastic and he was really nasty. I don't know if they, his Kentucky fried chicken didn't arrive <coughs> on time or something. or was diet Coke was too warm, but he, 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 he attacked everybody. Of
1: ben and Jerry's didn't arrive. or wasn't frozen or something. Like yeah,
0: exactly. But what was he saying? Because he seems to be using the China relationship as a political pawn f- to, uh, you know, galvanize his base, as they say.
1: Very much so. And, and and really quite strong strong comment more stronger comments than i've heard in a while and they're yeah. saying something yeah uh, i mean he basically came out and 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 i mean he was continuing to pressure china's tech firms uh he was he was speaking about he wanted to convince the rest of the world to never deal with china tech firms and he said he wants to block all chinese tech firms worldwide Uh, He mentioned the idea of decoupling from China, i.e. he said, we do not need China, the second biggest economy in the world. (laughs) We can do fine without them. Um, and he, what refuses to do business with the company. And then, of course, China out this morning is now accusing the U.S. of bullying. It's just launched a global data security initiative today. So, I mean, that rhetoric really, I think, stepped up a level uh, last night.
0: Yes, yes. It's disturbing because, you, mm-hmm. you know, you can sit down around a table, but you, you don't attack China like that. Not being a student of, of Chinese culture, what I do understand is that face is very important. And mm-hmm. you, you have to be re- respectful and... You you can't put them down, and you can't no, make them was, lose face. If you see what I mean, he was
1: very condescending, and I mean, he went on to to speak. I'm just picking up some highlights here. He went on to say things, or well, lowlights, uh, went and say things like, um, you know, we are no we are no friends of China, and China are no friends of us. I mean, how we got to this point? We know we got to the point we elected him four years ago, but but oh. it really was um, really was quite uh, quite quite was it was a bit of coast? Is that the correct word? Yes, like rattling
0: Probably is, exactly. And we've gone from that uh, famous uh, beautiful chocolate cake uh, quote from Mar-a-Lago when uh, President Xi was a guest of his in a meeting and they, uh, Mr. Trump said how well they got on, what great friends they were uh, to this point where they hate <laughs> each other or rather he hates them. It's, it's very, very, it's very disturbing so. behaviour. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand it. Anyway. It is. Okay, uh, crude oil is down 2%. West Texas, that is, at 38.95, down 82 cents a barrel. And uh, Brent crude is 41.90, which is down a quarter of a percent. Uh, So there must be some sort of uh, futures month uh, um, nicety going on in between them. But anyway, crude oil, uh, because of the Saudi news a couple of days ago, Under pressure once more. Where's palladium and platinum, please, Nick?
1: Yeah, they also got a nice bid They were down also this morning. So um platinum is currently up 0.8 percent, eight dollars, nine hundred and fifteen, back above that nine hundred dollars per ounce level And pallania continuing to push near its all-time highs, up almost a percent, twenty dollars, two thousand three hundred and twenty dollars per ounce on palladium. It's not
0: that far away from all time record highs, is it? I mean what was it? Twenty five hundred, twenty-six hundred, I remember a few months ago. Yeah. Mm. Certainly, closing in on that level. Very good. Top five moves on my 15-minute delayed screen: Shoprite, as we've already referenced, up eight and three quarters percent. Aspen up seven point three percent. Brilliant moves there. AECI coming in with a three point two percent gain. AVI, after the results yesterday, also receiving some attention. Three point two percent to the good. And Mr. Price up two and three quarters on the downside. Impala Platinum down three point one percent. Harmony down one point eight. Stenprop down one point seven. And African Rainbow Minerals down one point four. percent sense we've got a big day today we've got gdp coming out in an hour and a half's time something like that and yes as you as you rightly pointed out uh, a few shenanigans going on overseas and one Mm. of them is is the brexit deal because brexit has suddenly knocked coronavirus off the the front pages for a while anyway (laughs) with the uk walking away if if there's nothing on october the 15th and that seems to be the influence
1: i I mean i look at I look at the price of gold at the moment. Yes, it's bounced back. Uh, you know, it's positive this morning, but I thought it would be a lot stronger. I mean, it's been some quite significant move in certain asset classes. The rand was 1670 this morning. And you just referenced it now. It's now almost 1680. So that's just weakened by 10 cents in the last hour. I think people are very worried about those GDP numbers. We're looking for um, expectations off an annualized contraction of 13%. Uh, Those numbers will be due out in the next two hours at 11.30. But, I mean, Mm -hmm. I've seen some numbers, some what they call the whisper numbers, closer to 18, 19 percent contraction, which is – it really is dire. Uh, We had some GDP numbers out of Japan, lowest since the Second World War. Um, And then, as you reference now, I think there's some real risks ahead for today. I mean, Marco Barnier, I mean, he's in London. This is the eighth round of Brexit talks, Lindsay, the eighth. (laughs) <laughs> uh, to try and finalize this divorce agreement, what they've got. and I've, I've been trying to get my head around the Northern Ireland uh, agreement and a few other things. I don't understand it. The
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't understand. You took the words of my mouth. I actually went through it quite diligently to try and answer a few questions from some clients, and I'm, I'm none the wiser. But those Brexit talks resumed today, and these agreements, right, bearing in mind where we are in the year, they have to have finalise all those agreements. Someone told me it's like a thousand pages of agreements. Yes. They need to go. They need to agree on all of those by the end of October. October, October
0: the fifteenth, I thought it was. But anyway, is it October fifteenth? Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so thanks for correcting that. I mean, that's <laughs> so in, so in the middle of October. That has to be done. Um, if that's not in place for this post Brexit transition, which expires at the end of the year, that's it. They exit with no agreement. So, I
0: know.
1: So the sterling's been a little bit weaker. In um, you know, the last few days, it was one thirty-three, one thirty-four. Remember last week? It's back at one thirty-one, thirty. So it's come back sort of three hundred basis points, which is which is quite a decent move. But I don't know, Lindsay. I, I just think that all of a sudden it's quite a, with, and then with you throw in with Trump and elections on the third of November, all of a sudden the next few months there's a lot of potential speed bumps uh, can, ahead of us. But I, we've been saying this. Yeah. I
0: can tell you something that I got a call last week from the immigration people in the Netherlands. Uh, which has never happened mm. before. They phoned me up and said, "Hello, Mr. Williams. It's fine. How's it going? I'm sorry, uh, send us your bank. Uh, send us some bank statements because you're, you know, with Brexit coming up, we need to ratify whether you can stay in the country or not." Which, which sort of sent a chill down my spine because I mean, if if, if Boris, mm. Boris and his boys and girls don't don't get something uh, sorted out and there's no uh, common agreement for people like me living in a European country with a British passport and I don't know I might be coming back to 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 stay with you and your new wife for a couple of weeks
1: sleep on the balcony (laughs)
0: um
1: no, I don't know. it is interesting hey, because I mean, I've mean, i also got a lot of buddies of mine that I used to work with in the UK um, who have sort of uh, country houses in Provence and Tuscany and all the rest around the world and will certainly spend a lot of time in Portugal. Portugal is quite popular now mm. because of the, the strength of the pound. Um, and um they also got question marks going, well, what does that mean?
0: Yeah, what you know, does it mean? are they gonna
1: what does it mean for all these people that, that have second homes? And do they have to have visas every time they go across? You know, so there's so, so a lot of unopened questions. And and I don't think there's another uh, agreement I saw when I was trying to figure this 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 thousand pages out, where they were speaking about Rolls-Royce engines, and Rolls-Royce supplies the majority. I mean, they pretty much supply almost every single engine that flies in the sky as a Rolls-Royce engine. That's their big model aviation. Amazing. Now, if they don't get an agreement in place when it comes to sort of – that's an agreement in place when it comes to servicing these engines. No one can service the engines after this agreement falls apart. That's it. <laughs> it's like every plane in the sky. And There's so many things that, that I can't get my head around. It's like, wow, this is really quite serious, this thing.
0: Oh, gosh, I feel terrible now. Anyway, um, we mustn't <laughs> dwell,
1: <laughs>
0: dwell on these things. Nick Kunz are thinking. Oh, now give us the indices after 52 minutes of trading, please.
1: On this uh, Tuesday morning, we have the FTSE All Share uh, up just 0.1% on the JSE. 20, uh, 35 points, 54.428. Uh, top 40 tradables, slightly higher, 25 points, fifty thousand two hundred. still holding that level. Uh, and then it's, it doesn't tell the true story. I think it feels a lot better than it looks with the numbers. But healthcare, having a great day with the likes of Aspen, that index up 4.58%. Industrial's 2.5% firmer. Financial's having a good day. It's even despite the weaker end, 1.58% firmer. And the downside, energy is leading us lower. That's Sassel, that's down 0.5%, the index down 05 And then basic materials, also the miners not having a great session, uh, down a half percent as well.
0: Nick Kunzer, thank you very much for your time. That was the opening. Nick Kunzer is from Sandland Private Wealth, and he'll be back with myself and David Shapiro for the five o'clock shadow just after five. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or